Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. in Missoula Sports Center. Some of the top prep cross-country runners in the state reside in the western part of Montana. Hello, I'm Coulter Nuanes. The cross-country state championship, all four Montana prep classifications played out over the weekend in Missoula. At the Class AA race at the University of Montana Golf Course, several Garden City products shine brightest. In the girls' race, Missoula Hellgate senior Kenzie May repeated as state champion. The reigning Montana Gatorade girls cross-country runner of the year bested Helena High standout Kylie Hartnett by nine seconds to win the individual honors. Bozeman High recaptured the girls' state title after Hellgate won last year, meaning the Hawks have won 14 of the last 15 AA trophies. In the boys' race, Hellgate came away with the team title, while Sentinel senior Tanner Klumpf took home the individual title. The Spartans, the defending team champions, took second in the team race, while Klumpf, the runner-up last season, won the individual championship by nine seconds ahead of Hellgate's Phineas Colescott. In the Class A boys' race, the Hamilton Bronx repeated as team champions behind the standout senior trio of Coulter Purcell, Lane Cole, and Coulter Kirkland. None captured the individual crown. That went instead to Corvallis's Bryson White, but all three Hamilton studs finished in the top five as the Bronx repeated. Columbia Falls girls captured their first Class A state title, while Red Lodge won their first state championship in Class B and Class C. Manhattan Christian swept the team titles for the second year in a row. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory.
Welcome back. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montad Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas coming to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Northwest Motorsport is new to Missoula, located at the corner of uh, Stevens and Mount here in the Garden City. You can also find them online at nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. Trucks, trucks, and more trucks. It's also Trucktober at Northwest Motorsport. So go check out the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. Miss anything in the first hour of the show? Fun first hour. Sean Rainey and Alex Eshelman, each of SWX Montana Television, swung by. Also talked a little fancy football. As part of Wing It Wednesday, gave you an opportunity to win a dozen wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. You can find all that from the first hour of the show on the podcast. Nuana's Now Podcast lives on all your podcast hosting platforms. Please rate, review, subscribe. Proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Sports Bet Montana. Time now for our ESPN Roundtable. It was most often a long-form interview, but today a little bit long-form analysis here on ESPN Radio. Presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. Paradise Falls has the ability to stream a great many of the high school games, so high school playoffs for football right around the corner. If you need a place to check out uh, high school football action, there's a bunch of great games on uh, Friday and Saturday. Paradise Falls will have all those on for you. They got 30 big screen TVs, 18 draft beers, breakfast, lunch, dinner, everything you might need. So for any sort of football watching needs, whether it's high school football, college football, the NFL, Head on down to Paradise Falls, 3621 Brook Street in Missoula. Bring in now Andrew Houghton from ESPN Missoula, SkylineSportsMT.com, our uh, resident Big Sky contributor, also the producer of our show here at Nuana is now. And uh, the preseason polls are out, Andrew, as well as the preseason men's basketball team for the Big Sky Conference. And uh, first and foremost, we haven't had to experience the full-fledged football with the full-fledged basketball crossover in a couple years, so this is uh, this is strange. It seems like it kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, not that I'm not excited for basketball, but I'm just totally not used to the fact that basketball is here already. Man, this took me by surprise, and probably because I didn't get a ballot from the Big Sky for preseason polls and preseason teams this season. When they announced the women's poll last week, I was just shocked that that was a thing that was happening already. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, my polls were both late. I had to apologize to the guy at the big sky, the guys at the big sky. I said, "Sorry, guys. This was just like not on my radar at all." Not That's- at all. Because <laughs> we're in the middle of, of football. I mean, the the Grizz and the Cats, they're both they're ranked. We've been going so hard on that. There's just I just don't have the bandwidth to think about these basketball teams all that much, but it's like the maroon and silver scrimmages are tonight for the for the Grizz. It's it's un, unreal. It is unreal. And by the way, that is true. The uh, maroon and silver f- so scrimmage for the Lady Grizz begins here in about 20 minutes, and then the men Grizz will follow uh, directly afterward. So um, you go check that out with the preseason polls. It, it's a uh, Here's the thing, and I, I, I sort of get stuck on this, and I'm trying to not get stuck on it as much because I have a great reverence for history, and uh, I think that history and tradition is um, important 
to acknowledge and, and remember and all that. I also think it has a great influence on the present and the future as well. But also, uh, sometimes things just don't last forever, and sometimes you got to get used to that as well. I'm not saying any of that is true. All I'm saying is it remains a bizarre experience for me to see the Lady Grizz voted in the middle of the league and to see the men Grizz voted anywhere but the top three in the league. But the men Grizz were number four in both the media and the coaches' poll. Lady Grizz were more towards the middle of the league. I think sixth and seventh, respectively. Can't remember which poll and which. Um, but let's let's start with the men, Andrew. What did you think of where Montana was slated, where Montana State, who was third in each poll, was slated, and uh, just sort of the overall landscape? Because it is still, again, we no matter what the history is, there is no history to Southern Utah being voted as the number one team in the league. That in itself is the first of a kind and the only of a kind because they're on their way out of the league. So this is one and only that Southern Utah will be the preseason favorite in the Big Sky Conference. Yeah, a bit shocking, a little bit topsy-turvy, it seems like. A disclaimer for me, I've spent the last two years down in Pocatello, Idaho, covering the Idaho State women's team. So while I've watched every women's team in the league, I really haven't watched any men's games the last two years because I've been filing my story or I've been doing post-game press conferences with Seton Sobolewski and the Idaho State women's team. So just a, a disclaimer there before you start talking about the men's poll. Yeah, man, it's a little bit weird, especially with Montana not being in the top four, and especially then to see the preseason all-conference teams come out today. Seven guys on it because there was a tie for the last spot. Yep. No guys from Montana on it. No question. I did a, uh, a piece for the Big Sky Conference uh, earlier today, and that will be up on their website uh, sh- shortly, soon. Um. But it is weird to see no Montana player on the first-team All-Big Sky preseason list on the men's side. And uh, I think part of that is a testament to sort of the team-oriented style that they like to play, the fact that they win not necessarily with a guy who's going to go average 20 points per game, but in a much more balanced fashion. But also, though, I think it's a testament to some of the veterans in the league, and even though Montana has a lot of guys from the same core coming back from the last couple of years, they still are not one of the older teams in the league. The oldest teams in the league are certainly Southern Utah and Montana State, and that's why I had those two teams as my top two teams in the conference. I think that veteran backcourts are uh, one of, if not the, overwhelming and defining and uh, deciding, I should say, factors when it comes to play, especially down the stretch in men's basketball. I think that, you know, senior backcourts win in March. That's the old cliche. It's true. It's a cliche because it's true. So the fact that John Knight III is back at Southern Utah after having his way with the league, I mean, he just plays bully ball. Sometimes he's so physical, gets in the lane, can get to the cup on anybody. So much bounce, so athletic, so competitive. He returning, he entered the NBA draft, didn't hire an agent, so now he's back. That's big time for the uh, Thunderbirds. And then at Montana State, they got not one but two guys that are coming back for their six years, Xavier Bishop and Amin Adamu. So they got some veteran guys there as well. I voted Montana State number one in the poll. They have not won the big sky in years. So that's that's actually a... uh, a atypical type vote for me because I oftentimes let the history get in the way. It's been a long time uh, since the Bobcats won the regular season. I believe since 
2004, the 04-05 season. So it's been a minute since MSU has topped it. And I still think they have a lot of work to be done. I think there's a lot of contenders. I think the men's league is wide open. That's what happens when 50, count them, 50 players transfer out of the league. I mean, where would we be at with Eastern Washington right now if those guys, so let's say Shante Leggins doesn't leave Eastern Washington, the head coach, and then Tanner Groves and Jacob Groves and Jacob Davidson and Michael Matthews and all these guys. I mean, Eastern Washington's top eight players left the program. Let's say that doesn't happen. Where are we at with Eastern? I mean, that that would redefine this entire list. I think that's the whole thing is for the players that were supposed to be back, so many of the best ones left. I think the poll would look completely different with NAU somewhere in the middle to top half of the poll because of Cam Shilton and Luka Dolovich. Those guys both left. Um, I think that Eastern would certainly be a top three team, if not the overall. I think they would absolutely have been the overwhelming number one team in the league. And I think they would have been, I don't know, top 35, top 40 team in the preseason poll. I, mean, I think this team would have been getting top 25 votes after winning you know, 27 games last year, taking Kansas down the wire. And they're a very good team. So I think that, that that's one of the reasons why maybe this, this list seems so broad and uh, the preseason poll is a little bit unpredictable because one of the key factors in this league is going to be how do all the new guys play, how the new all the new guys come together. I was just down at Grizz Media Day earlier today, and uh, there's some guys on the squad that I know a little bit. It was so weird that I don't really know them that well because it was the first time I'd ever, ever interviewed any of these guys not on a Zoom. But, you know, they got returners that made some waves, guys like Josh Vasquez, Derek Carter-Hollinger, and, and Kyle Owens, who are all going to be juniors now. A couple guys that had breakout freshman years last year, like Josh Bannon, Brandon Whitney, Robbie Beasley. But still, half the squad is new. I was meeting all these guys for the first time. So that's not just Montana. That's all, all sorts of schools across this conference and across the country. So I think the men's side wide open, and I have no real dispute with the men's all-league teams because I don't really think anybody of repute got left off, although I will say that there's definitely a coin flip between Amin Adamu and Xavier Bishop. Adamu is a much better defensive player. I think he's much more impactful in a variety of ways, even if Bishop is sort of the head of the snake for the Bobcats. Bishop was on the preseason team. Adamu was not. But that could just kind of be a coin flip. But the most surprising thing, probably, the fact that the Grizz did not have a guy on the squad. Nuana is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Let's hear from Travis DeCure, head coach from the University of Montana. He gave about a 20-minute press conference earlier this week. Here's just a couple pieces, uh, a couple thoughts from Coach DeCure. As his team, they struggled last year. Uh, they were sixth place, but they did Turn it on late. They went in the conference tournament with a little bit of an upside, and then they won a couple games in the conference tournament, knocked Weaver State out of the conference tournament because, of course, they did. That's just the tale as old as time. When those two teams meet in the Big Sky Tournament, it's Montana. But uh, they, they did end last year on a high note, but then lost Eastern Washington in the semifinals uh, three straight times. They got beat pretty good by Eastern. But here's what Coach Takira had to say, just a couple thoughts from Media Day down at Montana uh, earlier this week. Ready to roll. Um, it seems like it's been a long wait, you know. It's, it's been so long since we've had fans, uh, at least at home, um, that I almost feel like we haven't had a season in two years. And so it's been a long wait. Um, our group is hungry. Uh, I think we're improved. I think we're more mature. Um, I think we're stronger. Um, 
and, and I think we're more together. And, and I think that's the biggest issue coming out of a COVID season is team chemistry, uh, having you know all 16 guys on the same page. I feel like we're there right now and excited to go out and compete against some new faces uh, as soon as possible. But excited. I, I think our conference is talented this year. It's as old as it's ever been, obviously, with the COVID uh, extension. So... Uh, it's going to be a very interesting year with us putting such a young batch of guys on the floor, um, competing against a lot of older teams. It's going to be interesting to see how that works out. Uh, we're hopeful that we find ourselves right there in the in the mix down the stretch. Uh, that can only lead to more positive things in the in the future. The old saying is that veteran backcourts help you so much in college basketball. There's like what I think at least five fifth or sixth year senior guards in the big sky right now. So how much will you think that impact the, the league race? Yeah, had a major impact on it last year. He's right. Um, and, and I think it will again this year. Um, you know, I, I think we've got enough talent in, in our second year guards um, to overcome that in some situations. Um, the question is, do we have enough maturity? And, and that's going to be determined uh, when adversity hits at the four-minute mark of a close basketball game. We let a lot of those slip away last year because of inexperienced guys that hadn't been in that situation before. That's where those fifth and sixth-year guys you're talking about, they've been there enough. They've lost and they've won in those situations. And so there's a level of confidence that I've been here before, uh, whether I was successful every time or not, but I've been here before and I know what it takes. Or I know what mistakes I made last time I won't make this time. Um, and we've got some guys that, that have had a taste of that. They haven't quite gotten there yet. But hopefully through, throughout the course of, you know, 17 home games this year, we'll, we'll, we'll have a crowd support us through a little bit of that, and uh, we'll, we'll grow through it. You kind of hinted out a little bit. How much did a more normal offseason help that young group come together a bit more this year? Yeah, I talked about that a little bit earlier in terms of you, you, you kind of don't know what you have until you lose it sometimes. And that's a big part of our program is, is our player development. Um, I, I think championships are won from April to all through August. And if you don't put the time and energy into becoming a better basketball team during those months, it's just very difficult to put a good product on the floor. And, and we didn't have that going into last season. So... That was the first time in my experience as a college basketball coach not having that. Um, and, and so, you know, we're just grateful to have an opportunity to sweat together and, and and pick on each other a little bit in terms of our weaknesses and try to make those things strengths. And I think some guys have made some of those improvements, some of those strides. It was an unbelievably difficult year last year for everybody involved in men's college basketball. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. Travis Takir joining us here as part of our ESPN Roundtable, breaking down the Big Sky Conference as a whole particularly when it comes to men's basketball. But I do think that uh, all challenges are not created equal only because Montana, how do you say this gently? I guess there's no gentle way to say it. Montana's used to playing in front of 5,000 people, so 5,000 to zero people is tough. There's a lot of teams in the league that are not used to playing in front of very big crowds, so it wasn't as big of a change. I'm not saying it's not terrible to play in empty arenas, but a lot of the arenas in the big sky are not that full. A lot of times, Montana's is. I think a young team would have benefited from that home court advantage and that crowd spurring them on. More than anything, though, Montana runs a program, and uh, they need to be around each other. And uh, I think that there was a lack of chemistry or just a lack of fun that was being had last year because the guys couldn't experience the great city of Missoula. They couldn't experience this community. They couldn't experience each other on a very high level. 
uh, other than very limited. And so I do think all those factors played in. ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls. Uh, we're probably going to have to circle back around to some women's stuff. The women's all-league team is not out yet anyway, so we'll probably have to wait for that uh, for a day or two as well. But, Andrew, I know you had a couple more thoughts uh, on the big sky. So after hearing Coach DeCure, uh, just any follow-up there on Grizz Hoops or just the men's league as a whole? Yeah, I'm glad you talked, first of all, about just the unpredictability of the league this year because I think that's going to be such a huge point. I mean, so many of these teams are cobbling rosters together because they lost guys to the transfer portal. They went and got guys out of the transfer portal to replace them. Coaches are hoping that they gel, that, you know, they can they can get their rotations together, that the guys that they recruited are actually as talented as they thought they were. Nobody knows that those things are going to be true until the games tip off. So this is one where we could see, this is a year where we could see a lot of variability between the polls and, and what, what actually happens when the games start playing. The other thing I'm glad you mentioned is just talking about Southern Utah and Montana State because seeing, of course, the preseason polls, which came out, I think, late last week, and then especially the all, the preseason all-conference teams, which came out this morning, I think the story in the league this year is just the expectations, the high expectations on Southern Utah and Montana State. I mean, Southern Utah, Todd Simons brought a lot of guys with a lot of talent or a lot of guys with a lot of pedigree through there. I mean, he's getting D1 transfers, drop-downs every year, guys who were three-star, four-star recruits coming out of high school who played at Power 5 conferences. Problem is they haven't won anything. You know, they haven't been to the NCAA tournament. So I think that with Southern Utah being the pretty pretty solid number one in both the media and coaches poll, and then it, to have three of the best seven players in the league, if you're going by the preseason all-conference teams, I think the expectations are sky high for them this year, and they'll need to take a step forward from where they've been at to hit those. And the same thing with Montana State. Montana State, in recent years, has been a team that's definitely in the top half of the league. I mean, they've been a solid team, solid program. They've had some great players through there. This is the year. I mean, you're voted top three in the league. You got two guys on the preseason all-conference team. You need to take a step up from being a top half of the conference team into really one of those top three or one of those top four teams that can actually win the conference tournament at the end of the season. So I think those are those are the big narratives heading into the season, and the preseason all-conference teams which drop today only reinforce that. And I think that handling the weight of expectations, particularly in this age of hyper-exposure, is among the most challenging things you can do. I think a lot of times when you have this narrative around your team or your program that you, uh, you're proving everybody wrong, you're gonna you're gonna prove the voters wrong, or you're gonna prove to people that you belong, or that you have the opportunity to chase a championship when people don't think you can. I think that a lot of times that's a little easier, actually. Not easier is not the right word. It's less complicated of a challenge. That's where I'm at with Southern Utah. Southern Utah has been the team with a chip on their shoulder. They have been a team fighting for respect they are the team that gets to go in the tournament uh, and upset some of the top seeds like they have in the past but this last year when they won the regular season they took the number one seed they got bounced in the same round that they almost always get to I mean they got to the semifinals multiple years in a row as between a seven and a ten seed and then as the one seed they lost in the semifinals so they just went they had one win 
and then a loss to Montana State, who, by the way, went to the Big Sky Tournament Championship game for the first time in more than a decade. So uh, the way that those expectations will be interesting, also just sort of the farewell tour. We're seeing it in the football side. There's a lot of teams that are taking great joy in uh, bidding the Thunderbirds farewell by beating them one last time on their way out of the league. That might be a narrative in basketball as well. So Utah also had some COVID things last year that, I don't know, I don't know how to phrase this without just sounding accusatory. I'm not making any accusations. All I'm saying is they had some COVID stuff that was to their advantage. You know, I, I guess, I mean, I mean, maybe not actually. I don't know. I mean, for example, they didn't have to come to Montana State. They didn't have to come to Montana. Montana went there. Uh, so, you know, not playing a couple of the, the games on your schedule. They had a couple other ones canceled, so that helped in their overall winning percentage and record. Regardless, I think it's a, an interesting narrative to see just how the uh, Thunderbirds handle that target on their backs. The last point I'd make as far as the all-conference team goes, the only other uh, real delineation I would have had besides maybe Amin Adamu instead of Xavier Bishop, I just think he's more important to Montana State. Uh, there was three uh, Southern Utah players on the team, John Knight III, as well as Mason Fawcett, uh, as well as Tavion Jones. And Tavion Jones, the former Illinois transfer, was the preseason MVP. I think if you're going to have a Southern Utah guy be the preseason MVP, it's got to be John Knight. I am partial to Knight. I think that Jones is a volume scorer. I think he's a very good player. He's a very good athlete, stretch wing guy who can guard you, and uh, versatile defensively, really good shooter. But I just think that John Knight's the straw that stirs the drink. I think he's the toughest matchup in the league. His strength and uh, explosiveness in the lane, especially gets younger and uh, less physically strong guards, I think it's unstoppable. So I think John Knight, uh, it was my MVP, preseason MVP, and uh, I think that if you're going to pick somebody from Southern Utah, I think it's John Knight, not Tavion Jones, but uh, well-deserved on Tavion Jones' side too because he's a great player. This has been our ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls in Missoula. Paradise Falls is open from 7 a.m. until midnight. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, a pair of happy hours almost every single day, 30 big screen TVs, 18 draft beers, brand new menu, everything you want, everything they got at Paradise Falls. Head on down to 3621 Brook Street for a great family dining experience, a great sports watching experience, a great happy hour experience, and everything in between. Paradise Falls, Missoula's coolest hotspot. Mitch Roberts, Missoula Sentinel star, Turd Montana Grizzly star. He is our Grizz star of the week. He will join us next here on Nuanas Now. This is ESPN Radio. Keep it right here, 102.9 FM. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home in Missoula Sports Center.
Some of the top prep cross-country runners in the state reside in the western part of Montana. Hello, I'm Coulter Nuanez. The cross-country state championship, all four Montana prep classifications played out over the weekend in Missoula at the Class AA race at the University of Montana Golf Course. Several Garden City products shine brightest. In the girls' race, Missoula Hellgate senior Kenzie May repeated as state champion. The reigning Montana Gatorade girls cross-country runner of the year bested Helena High standout Kylie Hartnett by nine seconds to win the individual honors. Bozeman High recaptured the girls' state title after Hellgate won last year, meaning the Hawks have won 14 of the last 15 AA trophies. In the boys' race, Hellgate came away with the team title, while Sentinel senior Tanner Klump took home the individual title. The Spartans, the defending team champions, took second in the team race, while Klump, the runner-up last season, won the individual championship by nine seconds ahead of Hellgate's Phineas Cole Scout. In the Class A boys' race, the Hamilton Bronx repeated as team champions behind the standout senior trio of Coulter Purcell, Lane Cole, and Coulter Kirkland. None captured the individual crown. That went instead to Corvallis's Bryson White. But all three Hamilton studs finished in the top five as the Bronx repeated. Columbia Falls girls captured their first Class A state title, while Red Lodge won their first state championship in Class B. In Class C, Manhattan Christian swept the team titles for the second year in a row. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. The world is an interesting place now, but I wish I could just live in certain areas at certain times. Like, I wish I could just go to the Whiskey Go-Go in L.A. on a Friday night, go watch some Motley Crue, like circa 1980. Man, that'd be sweet. Gotta love it. But you can't yearn for yesteryear. You gotta live in the now, have gratitude, and I love everything we're doing here in the now, today, and every day. On Nuanas Now. Thanks so much for hanging out with us, for being with us, and for uh, kicking it with us here on your Wednesday. Perhaps your best news of the day. I don't care if you're a Bobcat, Grizzly, um, anything in between. I know there's not really anything in between in Montana, although everybody always asks me, are you Bobcat, you a Grizzly? I just, I love the rivalry. I love the good stories. I love the banter. I love stirring the pot on both sides. I love all of it, man. And, uh, so, I, you know, I always root for just good stories. That's what we root for. I don't have any rooting interest in sports other than to see the best stories rise to the top. One of the best stories going to Montana has been going for a long time. And I know that it, it's sort of exhaustive to continue to try to heap accolades and praise on this kid because the accolades keep coming and the praise, I don't really know um, how much more you could give him because he's been Mr. All-Everything for the duration of his time in Montana State. But Troy Anderson, who has been a uh, unanimous All-American, a unanimous first-team All-League player on both sides of the football, uh, an unbelievable advocate for the uh, Montana State Bobcats. Well, the MSU senior linebacker today was named a National Football Foundation Scholar Athlete of the Year and a finalist for the William V. Campbell Trophy. For those that are unfamiliar, the William V. Campbell Trophy is the academic Heisman for all of Division I college football. He is one of 13 honorees in all of Division I college football. This honor earns him an $18,000 postgraduate scholarship, which is pretty amazing for him. And uh, he was one of 176 semifinalists 
from all divisions of the NCAA and the NAIS. This is every college football player in America. Troy Anderson is one of the top 13 in the country. Unbelievable. Brett Vegan, Montana State head coach, said a lot of schools can get players recognized out of 176, but you talk about 13 programs, 13 individuals across the entire landscape of college football. This is a tremendous honor, and I can't think of anybody more deserving than Troy. Troy Anderson uh, not only is a uh, multiple-time All-American, he also has a 3.91 GPA in agricultural business at Montana State. He's fought through injuries, and uh, he continues to be one of the transcendent players in the entire country. And uh, good for him, man, because that's pretty darn cool. I know that the question of the day is always, what's Troy Anderson's future? I think the only person really that knows that is him and maybe his family. There's a lot. I mean, I think everything is on the table with Troy Anderson. I think that he could just absolutely rip the doors off a pro day. And uh, I seriously think he could be a top two or three round pick. I do. I do. I think he's that fast and that talented. I also could see him just going and using his degree and riding his horse around his ranch and Dylan and and uh, never really uh, engaging in any of that stuff uh, and just his football career just over. So we'll see. But uh, congratulations to Troy Anderson, one of 13 finalists across every single level of college football for the William V. Campbell Trophy. Very cool. Nuan is now Mitch Roberts, University of Montana wide receiver, coming up here in just a minute. A couple of scores from the soccer world. The rematch that seems to be the reoccurring rematch at the Class AA soccer level in the state championship will not happen. Kalispell Glacier upsets Bozeman. They go up 2-0 in the first half and hold on for a 2-1 win. So Glacier, instead of Bozeman, will take on Missoula Hellgate. Hellgate beat Billings West 1-0 last night. So the Knights back in the state championship game, I believe their sixth appearance in the last nine years, and they're gunning for their third straight Class AA title. On the girls' side, Billings West ended Missoula Hellgate's season with a 5-1 win in Billings last night. And Bozeman Gallatin, upstart Gallatin, only their second year as a high school. They pull a big upset. They hand Helena High their first loss of the season. Bengals go home after just their only loss of the season. Crazy. But Bozeman Gallatin into the championship, so Billings West, Bozeman Gallatin will play for the AA championship. We'll take a break here real quick, and we'll come back. Mitch Roberts, our Grizz Star of the Week. Keep it right here on ESPN Radio. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, fiber deployments, and community events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com slash news. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Remember what you're staring at is me Cause I'm looking at you through the glass Don't know how much time has passed All I know is that it feels like forever No one ever tells you that forever feels like home what up, Montana? Welcome back. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. As I sit here in the Northwest Motorsports studio, my cell phone's ringing right now. I can't answer it because I'm talking to you. 
Uh, but this is fun. Joe Glenn is calling me right now. This is great. Can't wait to talk to Joe Glenn. We're doing our 20th anniversary of the 2001 National Champion Grizzly Podcast Series, our latest of Grizz greats. And, of course, we got to have Coach Glenn. Powder River Letter Buck, baby. One of the great coaches in the history of the Big Sky Conference. So we'll get a time set up with him uh, and uh, get that podcast episode out. I bet you that one's going to get a couple downloads because Joe Glenn, one of the great storytellers of all, of all time. Speaking of Grizz football, time now for our Grizz Star of the Week presented by Bob Ward Sports and Outdoors. October is almost finished. November's on the horizon. I know rifle season opened last week. Skiing is on the horizon as well. So if you need any ski gear or any hunting gear, or maybe both, Bob Ward's Sports and Outdoors, your one-stop shop. We've been doing this all season long, but we're happy now to welcome in our first Missoula product. Actually, that's not true. Levi Janicaro joined us uh, earlier this year, but uh, Missoula Sentinel product, our first Sentinel Spartan and current Grizz receiver, Mitch Roberts, joins us now on the Rangers Brothers RV phone line as part of our Grizz Star of the Week. Mitch, what's up, my man? How you doing? Good. Thanks, Coulter. Thanks for having me. Of course, man. First and foremost, let's talk about the most recent performance. Montana goes to Idaho, a 34-14 victory over the Vandals, and uh, an impressive one to be sure. Another rivalry win in the feather of the cap for the Grizzlies as well. Uh, I don't think that Montana's lost to Idaho since probably your entire lifetime, Mitch. So uh, as somebody that uh, <laughs> grew up in Missoula, though, I mean, when you guys go beat the Vandals, what's it mean to you? I know it's kind of a renewed rivalry. It's only been on the horizon here for the last couple of years for you guys as players, but uh, a little extra meaning when you beat Idaho. What did you guys think after the win on Saturday? Yeah, of course. It's a it's a huge win for us, and I just thought overall it was just a great team win. Uh, uh, offense, defense, special teams, we all just put it all together, and uh, especially makes it a little bit more special that it's Idaho, um, big rival of ours. So, yeah, it was special, and it was fun to go over to Moscow and beat those guys. Did you get a chance to hold the little brown stein? I did, yes, yes. Give it a kiss, too. You got to love Glad it, Glad we uh, were able to hold on to it, yeah. Well, it, it's always funny because in the, in the um, rivalry game with the Bobcats, the Great Divide Trophy, that sucker is huge. So it usually has to be the big yeah. boys that go get that thing off the thing. Little brown stein a little more manageable for the skill guys to get their hands on. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not as heavy, that's for sure, yeah. <laughs> well, you yourself had an outstanding afternoon. Uh, seven catches, 145 yards, a breakout game for you. And it seemed like the Grizz offense got rolling uh, with a little more rhythm, a little more flow. So just take us through it. What sort of growth and improvement have you seen the last couple of weeks? And how are you guys able to turn a corner in Moscow on Saturday? Yeah, I just thought everything uh, was clicking really good on offense. And uh, guys were stepping up, making plays. I thought... Um, Chris Brown did a really good job getting the ball out to our receivers and um, and then our freshman running backs stepping in and making some plays in the run game. Uh, and then we just put it all together, and it was fun to go out there and uh, make some plays. I thought that Grady Bennett, who does the color commentary for a lot of the Grizz games, he's the head coach at Kalispell Glacier as well, he's, he said something that really actually put in perspective what the running back situation in Montana has been like. He said, hey, I remember a year ago last year, scouting for Junior Bergen while he's playing quarterback at Billings Senior. Now the kid's playing running back. So uh, a position that I don't even think he expected he would be playing, but he's become kind of the number one guy with so many guys out. Where are we at with Junior Bergen? What have you thought of his ability to step up and fill that role for your offense? No, he's been awesome. I mean, we knew going into fall camp this year that Junior was going to be stud in the wide receiver room, and then we uh, had a few backs drop out, and he's 
just done an incredible job stepping up and making plays for us. And I think he's also enjoying running back too. So um, obviously he's doing very well and has having some success. So um, yeah, all around he's just been doing a great job and I think all our backs too. So yeah. Mitch Roberts joining us here on Nuanas Now. It's uh, our Grizz Star of the Week presented by Bob Wars Sports and Outdoors. And uh, Mitch, let's talk about the quarterbacks. You developed a lot of chemistry with Cam Humphrey because it was such a long offseason, multiple different spring balls and a fall camp and all that. And uh, Chris Brown, he's been around, been practicing and everything, but uh, it's always tough when you're a freshman that gets thrown into the fold. You're a former quarterback yourself. So what have you thought of just the evolution of Chris Brown? It seems like each week he's become more comfortable, but how have you seen him improve? What sort of things do you think have helped him uh, as he continues to um, lead the Grizz offense from under center? Yeah, I think week in and week out, he's just progressed so much and um, just looking confident in his throws and decision-making. And um, I think the timing uh, with his us receivers and uh, getting the ball out to us has been great. And I think that's just built a lot of confidence with him, which is um, you can see it out there that he's been playing awesome for us. So, yeah. Let's talk about you and your journey. You, you yourself, former high school quarterback. So, first of all, let's talk about the Spartans. Missoula Sentinel's rolling right now, 18 in a row, dating back to last year. So, you're a Sentinel alum. I know you were sort of on the front side of the building of the program and uh, got the Spartans in the playoffs uh, for the first time in a little while when you were a senior. But what have you thought of just the way that they've continued to build and continue to improve and how much pride you got right now being Sentinel Spartan? Yeah, it's awesome. It's crazy how far the program has come since I've played. And uh, they're just doing a great job. I mean, um, state title last year, and now they're hopefully going to be able to do it again if they keep it up and keep improving and playing like they are right now. So, yeah, as an alum, it's just awesome to see, and I'm super proud of all the coaches and uh, players that are over there. So, yeah. For you, as a guy who played quarterback in high school, what's the transition been like to receiver? I know you've been doing it for years now, but what was the biggest challenge when you first started? You know, just I think the most biggest challenge was like the footwork and um, running routes. And then once I got that down, I felt like I naturally kind of had somewhat good hands, but it was uh, definitely the running the route part that was a little bit weird for me. But Coach Pease, uh, he got me right uh, and improving in that aspect. So, yeah, I'd say that. Brett Pease, when you go watch practice, uh, Quite a demanding coach, uh, we will say. So when you were first acclimated to college ball, though, when he first became your receivers coach, what was it like acclimating that coaching style? Because uh, Brett Pease, he likes he likes it to be right. He likes it to be as close to perfect as possible. Yeah, it, he holds us to a high standard, and we all know that. And we know what the standard is in our wide receiver room. And it's just been awesome. I mean, Coach Pease has so much coaching experience and playing experience and it just is an honor to learn from him uh, day in and day out in the wide receiver room. And I've just grown so much as a player throughout the years being under him. And it's been a really great experience for me and pretty awesome. Well, talk about uh, the rest of the season. Then you guys are sort of entering the stretch run here. Just two more home games left starting with Southern Utah. I know you're not really looking beyond that game. So uh, how was practice today? What do you think of just the sort of the vibe of the team? And what do you think about Southern Utah on the horizon here with the Thunderbirds coming to town on Saturday? Yeah, it's been awesome this uh, this week. We're just taking it one day at a time, um, prepping for Southern Utah, who's a great team and is uh, going to come in here and uh, give us a good run for our money. So we got to be ready and um, ready to go. 
Last couple things for you. I know you, your family has great athletic lineage and great uh, Missoula roots. So uh, what's up with your brother? Where's Benny at right now? Is he, is he around, or what, what's Ben up to these days? You know, Ben has uh, not been doing too much. He's just uh, been working, and, uh, you know, he goes to every Grizz game every Saturday hunting um, a little bit. But, um, yeah, he, luckily enough, he's uh, been staying in Missoula, so I get to see him quite a bit. So he gets to watch me play, and that's been pretty pretty awesome. Well, super cool. And uh, I also heard that your sister might have gotten married uh, to a bobcat. I don't know how you let this happen, Mitch. Yeah, you know, that, that aspect of it's pretty unfortunate. And uh, the rivalry in the, the family household is, now exists. But, yeah, no, it's it's uh, that is true. Uh, if I could ever give you any, any advice, I only know this because I know Jake Bluskin, who was a quarterback for the Bobcats, as good of a quarterback Jake Bluskin ever was, you do not play him for in golf for money. I promise you, you will lose your money. Jake Bleskin is one of the best golfers I ever seen, man. Do not play him on the golf course. I promise you, <laughs> you will leave with no money in your pocket. Oh, trust me. I golf with him all the time. <laughs> he is very, very impressive. So I know what you're talking about, and I, I know not to play him for money. So I'm sorry about that, though. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I should have known better. Hey, Mitch, we appreciate yeah. it, man. Thanks so much for joining us, and the best of luck with the rest of your season. Thanks, Coulter. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Mitch Roberts, Missoula Sentinel. Good stuff there. By the way, I didn't even mention her name. It's Olivia Roberts, who was a great basketball player at Sentinel and then went on to become the Mountain West uh, Player of the Year during her senior year at Wyoming. And uh, yeah, Jake Bleskin, I love Jake Bleskin, man. I, he was fun getting to know when he played for Montana State. He is a surly competitor. He's like, he's such a great Falls guy. And if you know what I mean by that, you definitely know what I mean. Such a great Falls guy. But I'll never forget... Uh, just randomly, uh, my group, I, I was just playing a twosome. He was playing a twosome. We caught up to him, um, and uh, it was on the back nine. He says, you guys want to join us? I said, great. It's like hole 11. He says, well, you guys want to play for a little money? I'm sure. I mean, I'm always down to play for a little money. This guy drives the freaking green on a par four on number 11, and I'm like, okay, well, my money's gone. I can hit the ball pretty far. This guy's hit the ball 50 yards farther than me. So uh, always falling though across the pass with the athletes when their careers are done, and always cool too hearing the family stories the Roberts family great family and uh, they've done a great job with their kids because they've all had great success athletically and academically so we appreciate Mitch Roberts joining us for our Grizz Star of the Week presented by Bob Ward's Sports and Outdoors. Thanks so much for kicking with us here on a Wednesday. These are always busy days but always fun ones Missed anything in the show we talked high school sports Grizz football, Bobcat football, Big Sky Conference basketball. Then we heard from Mitch Roberts as our Grizz Star of the Week. All that available on the podcast, which is available on all your podcast hosting platforms. Sponsored proudly, Blackfoot Communications, the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Sportsbet Montana. Be back at it tomorrow uh, with a whole bunch more of fun action coming at you. Thursdays are always fun as well because we kind of Spread it all the way around. Get a lot of our interviews for the week. I caught up with Helena High head coach Scott Evans earlier today. We're also going to hear from Great Falls High head coach Mark Sampson. Those two teams, two of the hottest teams in the country, excuse me, in the state, entering the Class AA playoffs. Also caught up with Bobby Houck before today's practice as well. So we'll have all that and more tomorrow on Nuanas Now. By the way, a couple of reminders. The maroon-silver scrimmages for the Lady Grizz and Men Grizz are uh, ongoing. The women tipped at 530, so 
That one's probably getting close to being done. And then the men right afterwards. So you have a first look at the Grizz and Lady Grizz. And uh, also, a reminder for Saturday, we will have our pregame tailgate show before the game. But the game kicks at noon. So there's your PSA. We'll see you tomorrow, 4 p.m. Nuanas now. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.